we're not talking about people watching your content. Mm -hmm. We're talking how people are going to react yes. to your content. Hey, everybody. Welcome to Red Fox Podcast. I'm Faye. I'm Bryce. And today we're going to be talking about something very important for any video you make, and that is target markets. Oh, my. Target markets. Yes. Okay. So this is something that anytime Bryce and I sit down with a client to discuss a video, this is one of the first questions we ask them is what their target market is. Mm-hmm. And one thing that I think is kind of surprising to people sometimes is how specific a target market needs to be. Mm-hmm. So that's something I want to talk about today. Actually, I actually have a question for you to kind mm-hmm. of get things kind of kicked off. When thinking about a target market, what are some characteristics of an ideal? So when we sit down with someone, what, yeah. is the, what is their ideal response when we're talking to them and asking them, so, hey, who is your target market? Like, what is, what is the ideal response that we're looking yeah. for? Yeah. So really important things for us to have are an age range. It does not have to be a specific age, like 22, um, but at least a tight range of either millennials or someone in their 50s, 60s, mm-hmm. um, as well as a gender is really helpful. And then other specific demographic points yep. that are um, true to the brand. Exactly. So like tradi- like ethnicity is a big mm-hmm. one. Uh, heck, I've had some people specify like where people like to shop, mm-hmm. for example, yeah. like like location where people live. Mm-hmm. And that demographic point is is a very big characteristic of a target market. And I think another really big characteristic of a target market is someone that has, uh, I guess it's, it's related to the idea of the buyer persona. Mm-hmm. And I think that uh, your, your target market comes out of your buyer persona. And there's a strong difference. So we can talk about that here in a second. But trying to give that ideal customer or that ideal audience, um, as many really specific characteristics Mm -hmm. as you possibly can, um, will go a long way towards the effectiveness of the overall piece of content that you're making. And and, uh, a lot of times when we talk about target market, we have people that talk about, oh, it's the target market for the product or the target market for the brand or the Mm -hmm. target market for, you know, bigger, broader concepts. Well, in our world, we need target markets for content pieces yes. specifically. Mm-hmm. So that's that's a big part of the of the target market journey, and that comes out of an understanding of your buyer persona. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, yeah. And we even have um, sometimes people will make. We worked with a client uh, a couple months ago where they made two versions of the same video. Yeah. So same skeleton of the video, but one was aimed towards a specific target market, and the other was aimed towards a different one. So they were easy to shoot on the same day. Um, taking care of everything. We did a little wardrobe swap. Mm. Um, but each of those videos will do well in their respective target market, whereas they probably would not have done as well crossed over. Exactly. And I think that's a big misconception mm-hmm. that we that we sometimes have to navigate through with, with new clients is that um, they want to try to hit as many. Yeah. They, they want their piece of content to hit a, a wide range of people. Mm-hmm. Depending on how you how you boost that piece of content, like how like what, if you're paying like how much your ad spend is, like if you're doing um, YouTube ads or anything mm-hmm. like that, like depending on how much you're spending for views, quote unquote, that is it's automatically going to get it pushed to a specific group of people. Yeah. we're not talking about people watching your content. Mm-hmm. We're talking how people are going to react yes. to your content. We're not talking about view. It's think content is sold pay per view. Mm-hmm. And a view is like three seconds on most any platform mm-hmm. out there. Um, so really, that's a that's a poor marker for how um, how to mark the effectiveness of of specifying your target market. So when you're right. talking about your target market, you're trying to, your goal 
within your target market is how are they going to react? Yes. And you're trying to make that one specific defined target market mm -hmm. react in a very specific way, which is why we do specific things within videos and how we treat videos, um, how we treat film and, and narrative and, and all the other facets that go into video production. How do we treat it in order to get the best reaction from that target market possible? Yeah. Uh, yeah. So I think that I that is the goal goal mm. behind why and, and the fundamental reason why target market is so important. Right. Because we're not just trying to get your video to have a ton of views. That's great. Yeah. Like if, if it goes viral, that's awesome. But what we're trying to do is we're trying to get your video in front of the people who are actually going to buy your product. Yeah. So it doesn't matter if your video is shown to a hundred people if only two of them are going to buy it. Like mm -hmm. we're trying to make it a niche so that the hundred people who see it are hopefully the hundred people who will buy it. So one thing you've mentioned a couple times is a buyer persona mm -hmm. and a target market. So can you take a minute to just like explain the differences between those two? Yeah. So yeah. a buyer persona um, is a, it is a character mm -hmm. that a brand creates that their product or service or brand is specifically geared towards okay. um it's their it's their ideal client so for example there could be a a tech company out there that their app is specifically designed for 30 to 45 year old mo single moms mm -hmm. uh who live in midwestern states mm -hmm. and uh her name is janet and mm -hmm. she has five kids she drives a subaru mm -hmm. um and she, the biggest problem in her life is the fact that she can't get her kids out of bed in the morning. Mm. So they build an app specifically designed to solve her specific problems. Mm -hmm. um, a target market in that in that exact same scenario is can be tailored to a specific piece of content. Mm -hmm. So the content itself that's geared towards marketing that app to Janet mm -hmm. um, could come in a number of different ways or fashions and and that's where you kind of get a little more flexibility mm -hmm. so your buyer persona is 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 very much so it's, it's much more geared around towards your overall understanding of your brand mm -hmm. and your target market is more so understanding um who your content is directed towards because mm -hmm. you can you can kind of begin to push the boundaries outside of uh outside of janet mm -hmm. you can define uh you could define Stacy, who's more of a who's more of a millennial mom, and mm -hmm. but this app, which was designed for Janet, could also solve her mm -hmm. problem. So you have to be. So your target market is now is now Stacy. Yeah. So now you're trying to create a piece of content that's tailored towards Stacy, mm -hmm. as opposed to just who your buyer persona was for mm -hmm. your for your product, app, service, whatever. Um, so I think that is, is more the yeah. fundamental difference where you you extract a lot of information from your buyer persona to define mm -hmm. your target market, but your target market has a bit more flexibility mm -hmm. um, for individual pieces of content. A buyer persona, can you have more than one buyer persona? Yeah, I, I mm -hmm. would say that you can. Um, I would say that you can probably have more than one buyer persona depending on the flexibility of your brand. Mm -hmm. um, but I'm not a marketing professional, mm -hmm. nor am I a branding specialist, so I, I can't really speak to uh, the, the power someone has there. What I can speak to is to target market. Mm -hmm. And ideally, a piece of content has one primary target market mm -hmm. and one secondary target market. And that secondary target market is going to be way less catered to mm -hmm. than that first primary, than that primary one, yeah. obviously. Right. Um, and it's when brands start I think a great example of this was in 2006. 
the PlayStation released a series of ads that mm. were really um, obscure and abstract, like art form pieces mm-hmm. that it wasn't sure who they were trying to reach or talk to. Mm. Um, there was at one point there was like this baby that there's this baby doll that starts to act like a human, and mm. there was at one point where it just like. This color exploded everywhere, and it wasn't about like talking about the graphics or the way yeah. that the P- like the PlayStation makes you feel. It was just who is this made for? Yeah. Who is this targeted towards? And it obviously wasn't towards the gamer community. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think like I'm not saying that they took a huge hit on it, but I mean they obviously invested a lot of money in making that video specifically. Yeah. And so I think like that's one example of having a, a, a fairly poorly. Um, defined target market. Like, mm-hmm. like if, if at the end of the day you come and you have your final piece of content and it's, you're sitting there asking yourself the question, who is this made for? Mm-hmm. You you didn't do the prerequisite work beforehand. Yeah. And I think another disappointment that you're going to kind of come up against when you're trying to hit too many people at once is you're not going to hit anybody at all. Yeah, Trying to hit five moving targets is way harder than hitting one stationary one who you know specific things about mm-hmm. that you were able to track the consistency yeah. of. This is kind of a side note, but everybody's like, is Google listening to me? Is my iPhone listening? Mm-hmm. No, we're just really predictable people. Mm. Um, and human beings are naturally incredibly predictable individuals. Um, mm-hmm. Am I saying that Apple is not, you know, <laughs> slimy? I'm not, but <laughs> I'm not. I'm not saying that they are, they're not. But what I am saying, though, is like, it's very easy to cater advertising to specific people because people are predictable mm-hmm. and it's, and, and when you're able to define one specific person, that one specific person becomes way more predictable. Yeah. Like my Instagram feed is all um, like small business, like women who make their yeah. own candles and stuff like that, because that's what I like. Mm-hmm. And that's what Instagram gives me. <laughs> I'm, I'm sure that as you were leading up to your wedding, you were starting to get a whole bunch oh of wedding gosh. advertising as well. Oh my gosh. And that, and that has n- that has very little to do with the fact that you were talking with, right. uh, with Paul or anybody yeah. else about like, hey, I'm getting married. Like no yeah. one was listening to that. You were searching stuff yeah. on Google. You were posting about it on Facebook. Mm-hmm. You were searching. And following wedding stuff on Instagram. Like if I'm following wedding accounts on Instagram. Obviously. I'm probably going to get wedding ads on Instagram. Yeah. You're just a really, you are. You're a very well-defined target market. Yeah. You are. Um, Because at any point in time, if you're searching something, you're already past like so many stages of the buying process Mm -hmm. already. Like you've realized you've had a problem and now you're entered into, well, you're seeking solutions. Well, now is the ideal time for someone to start pouring their content, pouring their, their information into that space. So on the other side of that, how would you help someone understand their own target market? Yeah, so it, it starts with a whole list of questions that I, that I ask them. And it, it, it really comes down to, I, I play this really fun game mm. with people. My background's in acting. And so part of my my personal process as an actor is to mm. understand the character that I'm getting ready to play. Mm. Um, and the big one of the big questions that I ask of each of the characters that I play is, what do I want? But inside of a advertising space, the same question still still applies. What is the problem that this specific person is experiencing? Mm -hmm. Or what is the specific trial that this person is going through and how is your product going to get them over that specific problem or get them through that specific difficulty or circumstance? And uh, then we do a whole bunch of character building exercises where we build a a person. Mm -hmm. And there's been a couple instances where I've done this where people are like, 
we will work through an idea after mm-hmm. we've already developed their target market, like yeah. buyer persona, character. Mm-hmm. They'll get through the, and we'll develop an idea and I'll ask them, okay, is this going to hit Janet? And they're like, oh no, Janet. Yeah. Oh no, I, for- I forgot about Janet. Mm-hmm. And so we'll go back to the whole beginning of the process mm-hmm. and they'll start to understand that their, their content is catered to a specific person. Yeah. So um, if we're talking with a client and they kind of have a set target market, but they're wanting to branch out a little bit, how mm. do you help them go from a singular target market to either having a sub-target market or maybe we're making multiple pieces of content that have different target markets? How do you walk through that with them? So a lot of that comes down to experimentation. Mm-hmm. Um Content is an experiment game Mm -hmm. and successful, large, successful brands on YouTube, large, successful brands on Facebook, anything that isn't dependent on pay-per-view or it's not dependent Mm -hmm. on, um, you know, convincing an influencer to post your content somewhere Mm -hmm. to get a whole bunch of views. Outside of that, what what that person has gone through has been days, weeks, months, some of them even years of experimentation Mm -hmm. of this is who they thought their target market was. This is the content that they made in tracking the information mm-hmm. using Google Analytics, yeah. using YouTube Analytics, like d- doing the like using the resources that mm-hmm. are immediately available and at people's disposal. They come to realize, oh, my target market is actually different, mm-hmm. and so we just go back to the drawing board again, and we yeah. just when we rework, like, okay, so we thought it was this specific piece of content was going to hit somebody, was going to hit Janet, when in reality it's actually hitting Steve which no one was expecting at all. Mm-hmm. Um, we, we sell women's hair care product and it was it, it's hitting Steve. Yeah. We don't know why, but mm-hmm. it's just hitting Steve. Um, and so we, once we understand that it, it's actually hitting Steve, we say, okay, we either change the content to go back to Stacy mm-hmm. or we have... Or we adjust the understanding of the product so that it hits Steve instead yeah. because Steve is, con- is consuming our, our client. Or how do we get Steve to convince his wife, girlfriend, whatever, mm-hmm. to buy this hair care product. Yeah. So it's 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 how do we work the content to the target market to our advantage? And mm-hmm. that's and that comes through experimentation and it comes through understanding what your content is actually doing, how it's yeah. performing, which is why we track, we track, we track. Yes. It's, it's, content doesn't stop when you post it on social media or you post it on YouTube. Content is tracked mm-hmm. and it's it's uh, it's not obsessed over. Mm-hmm. It's 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 treated as a, a probe. It's, it's, it's a tool. It's, it's a tool. It's a yeah. touch point. Content is a pickaxe mm-hmm. that you take and you smash it. You smash it. You you lightly tap it into the giant iceberg of consumers out mm-hmm. there in the world, and you understand where you're heading and yeah. where you need to hit next yeah. to get the whatever you use an ice pick in an iceberg for. I've never done that. But, you know, you, you get you get the metaphor. You, you mm-hmm. get what I'm trying to communicate here. But that's how I would probably use... That's, that's, I would help them understand that one piece of content isn't automatically going to, you know, hit everybody that they want right. to talk to. It's not going to answer every single question or problem that they have. But what it will do is that it will help them understand who they're communicating mm-hmm. to and how they're communicating yeah. to them and why they're not getting people to come to their website, why mm-hmm. they're not getting people to um, call them to solve their problems. Like, why why am I not getting people to look at me? Why right. is no one paying attention to me? Well, it's because you're not creating something that's geared towards them specifically mm-hmm. and you're not being specific enough with who you're trying to talk to. Yeah, and I think that if you're getting a little overwhelmed with us talking about analytics, um, we... 
I'm sure we'll have an episode in the future talking oh, a little bit man. about analytics. Again, we're not marketers, but it is something we kind of deal with we because have we have to pay attention to it. Yeah. And um, really software these days, like not even software, but YouTube, if you have a YouTube channel, it automatically is showing you your analytics. If you have a business Instagram account or a business Facebook account, analytics. they show you the analytics. Upload, put your, put a, make a, my Google business account and track the analytics from your website. And yeah. Because YouTube, MailChimp does MailChimp, it. When you do it, when you, because, because Google is integrated into so many things, mm-hmm. it, it, it's harvesting all this mm-hmm. information and it's, the, it's the companies that can pay attention to that information yeah. that are going to, that are going to understand, Oh, who here is who I need to cater mm-hmm. to. And here's how I need to treat them. Yeah. And kind of with your Steve example, one brand that immediately came to mind, I don't know if you've heard of Frey. They no. started off as a kind of like laundry company and had like these cool kind of hipster scents. Like one of the scents that they had was like it was supposed to be like whiskey and campfire. Mm. And, like so, like these I'd spices. Buy that. Yeah. So I bought it. Like I bought the little sample pack of the two um, types of laundry detergent, and it's great. But they found that people loved those scents so much that people wanted body wash, shampoo, like. So they pivoted. Yeah. So oh. they still sell the all the laundry. They have dryer sheets wrinkle releaser you know yeah. but they also sell shower and hair products yeah that's that's a buyer persona situation yeah. i would love to see like their content output mm-hmm. to see if they are specific if they're like if their content has adjusted to be more about the the, the body wash and the soap as opposed mm-hmm. to the candle stuff specifically i would mm-hmm. love to see the interplay there and i'm sure that if if that if that buying yeah. um that buying trend is taking place i am almost certain without even looking at it that 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 they've done that pivot yeah and they've started to market themselves with like hey here's the scent you love mm-hmm. here's all the put it stuff on your body put it on your body <laughs> put it put it all over the place yeah oh man yeah but they're a really really cool brand and just to like watch that because at first even when i bought the laundry stuff i was like man i would love to smell like this every day yeah. and then like i logged in later and i was like i can uh-huh. <laughs> it's wonderful hey Understanding target market and buyer persona allows you to adjust and make new products. Yeah. If you're getting, man, man, the reason the reason you don't know what to make next and the reason you don't know what your business should be doing next is because you're not paying attention who you're selling to. Mm-hmm. Like it really, man, ah, businesses are about people. Mm-hmm. They are about who you're trying to make, whose problem are you trying to solve? Mm-hmm. Your sales team, your sales team will be more effective when they understand who who they're helping, mm-hmm. who they're trying to talk to, and what problems they fix. Yeah. Know what you fix, sales team. Mm-hmm. Business development. Your business development becomes so much better when you know what people are buying from you. And if yeah. no one's buying the product that you sell, then adjust your product mm-hmm. based on your buyer persona and your target market mm-hmm. and what information you're getting back from them. Yeah. That's really what content is. Mm-hmm. That's really what it is and what it's about. Yep. I know we went on a little bit of a ramble today, uh-huh. but um, I just think target market and buyer persona and all that is so, and analytics are so important to talk about when we're discussing video content oh, because- Oh goodness. Like, again, I know I say this in like every podcast, we do not want to make a video for you that's not going to accomplish your goals or at least try its absolute best to. And like um, Bryce talked about, sometimes content is a tool that shows you how to pivot. Mm-hmm. And we want to help you in any way we can. We don't want to just make a generic throw a spaghetti at the wall and see if it sticks video for you. We want, I do that in my spare time. <laughs> we want to make something that is beneficial to you. And that's why we care so much about target market. Yeah. 
Well, thanks so much, Faye, for mm-hmm. talking about this today. Yeah, I love absolutely. that conversation. That was really yeah. good. Uh, tune in next time for the next Red Fox podcast. I'm Bryce. I'm Faye. See you next time.